Today's Best Of podcast takes us on an e-commerce trip from a Stanley Cup winning Amazon wholesaler to a military veteran who has grown a Facebook audience to 17,000 people on the way to $200,000 of sales on Amazon. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this time we are actually going into another best of podcast episode, your favorite episodes from the last month. Now, one of my favorite things to do is show Amazon seller stories about people from the growing e-commerce ecosystem, and these people could easily be your neighbor, person next door, person who delivers your mail, your, your children's school teacher. Now, this first episode I'm going to highlight is not one of those stories. For this seller, it might have started out that way. After all, he was the son of school teachers, but his life took a different turn. Stefan Yale, who in addition to being a successful wholesaler on Amazon, spent 15 years playing in the NHL and won two Stanley Cups. He has built a $3 million wholesale business, and he's full of great information that will dispel the idea that focusing on private label is the only way to make money on Amazon. Leaving any job after 15 years is difficult. Here's what Stefan has to say about that. Yeah, transition uh, transition was tough for me. Um, you know, like you kind of lose all your your buddies and uh, all you know is hockey. So I had to kind of uh, soul search for a little bit to see what was uh, of interest to me. And opening a gym was kind of a good fit because I love fitness. And, and uh, I've been in that fitness space or hockey, I guess, for for a lot of years, but, uh, then when you own a gym, there's a lot of stuff that comes into play as far as marketing and, and other, uh, kind of business, uh, business aspects. Mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, that was kind of like my introduction to, uh, some of the business stuff that, uh, we're learning right now and, uh, try to apply to our, to our own business now. One thing that's true is almost everyone starts by looking to the internet for information and advice. Early 2017, we took, uh, went to kind of a seminar in uh, like a workshop in Vegas mm-hmm. and then uh, started, you know, searching, looking at YouTube videos, trying to find some teachers, I guess, or coaches mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, trying to find my way around all the different, uh, all the good stuff that's on, uh, on YouTube and, and Facebook groups. And uh, okay. it's taken a couple of years to kind of find my way through that the noise of you know there's so many people that want to offer uh, 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 trainings and and, uh, and coaching and and so forth so now I kind of have a good grasp of who to follow and who to reach out to when uh, when I have questions starting from scratch with selling wholesale on Amazon means a lot of learning is required initially the first year was uh, just tons of learning again my background was hockey I did not open a spreadsheet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm YouTubing how to, you know, how to format spreadsheets and, and, uh, how to run spreadsheets or spreadsheets through different softwares. But, uh, I've 2019 was more the, the, the growth year where, uh, now we have a little more systems. We know, um, we're understanding the platform a little better. Uh, we're reaching out to the companies where there's probably more uh, potential and growth. And I think a lot of that is, uh, you know, going through Kevin's training 
you know, when we, when we talk to brands, we understand a little bit better what the, uh, what they're going through and how we can help them and bring value. So, uh, we might not be going after the same, uh, people that, uh, your typical wholesalers are going after. Now he's starting to move past having to do everything himself. I'm not trying to look to know everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I just try to learn enough and then I try to outsource it and find the right people to do it. So then we can offer it to the brand. Stefan is working hard to have success on Amazon, but he also understands that it doesn't happen overnight. You have to put in the work on like on a daily basis, even when you don't feel like it and uh, kind of play the long game instead of um, trying to making like trying to make a lot of money over a year or two. I look at it over, you know, five years or or six, seven years until my kids are, are going into college. Uh, mm-hmm. no, same as when I start, when I, I played hockey since I was three or four years old and it took me 15 years to become a pro. So it, it takes time. Next up is a story from a Japanese culture loving Serbian PPC expert who shows how to use Amazon brand registry and attribution to look right through your customer avatar to see the buyers themselves. Lazar is the owner of the seller's alley an Amazon sponsored ads management service. He has risen the corporate ladder, but when he heard about PPC advertising, he was so excited about the prospect of mastering the subject that he asked his boss to allow him to start again at the bottom of the ladder, this time to learn about and specialize on PPC advertising. Okay, guys, I want to try this. I want to learn something new. And my my boss, company owner, he thought that I was absolutely crazy for choosing that option. But after some time, I I think I was solid in knowledge. And I started working for one Danish company, the company where I met Jana. Mm -hmm. So uh, after maybe a year there, I I became head of PPC. A lot of you are probably wondering what is Amazon attribution and why does it matter? Attribution is definitely one of the biggest things that you should do this year, uh, especially because Amazon Amazon introduced attribution a couple of years ago, but it became big literally last year. And this year is probably the year when you want to focus on it in, in the future. Um, and why is that? Because Amazon likes when you bring external traffic and they like when you bring quality traffic and what you can do using, for example, Google, you can bring the real traffic that you want to focus on. You can um, take your website visitors and target them with your product listing on Amazon. You can target people by demographic. You can do a whole bunch of different stuff. For example, when you do some ads on Amazon, you can you just create ads and um, create campaign and that's it. It's working. But on the other hand, when you're doing it, for example, on Google ads, what you can do there is a whole bunch of st- stuff. You can uh, split USA in states by states. You can split it by uh, major cities. You can uh, go really. You can do real deep dive there, so you can see uh, who is buying your product, and you can focus more on them. Sometimes it's not a question of what people are buying, but how they're buying. People used to think that that most of the sales are coming from computers, but a whole bunch of trends during the last five or six years are showing that people are now buying from their cell phones and you want to create ads that are um, highly relevant for, for cell phones, basically. 
What recently happened when it comes to PPC apart from attribution, and this is relevant to attribution, is your PPC can hurt your product listing and your ranking. So when you do uh, some kind of push campaigns, for example, when you create a campaign with up to five keywords in exact form that you want to focus on increase bits so you can improve your organic ranking. So if you are, are under the average of your niche for that keyword, you're going to do a negative uh, stuff for your product for those keywords. And that's something that you don't want to do. And after some time, you see that your CPC is growing and your position is not improving and your BSR is going in the opposite direction from the one that you wanted to have. So one of the things that is is happening is, is when you use attribution, you have quality uh, traffic. You can target quality traffic. You can target people that, that, that are your possible buyers. Working with PPC is always a balancing act and certainly not an exact science. Here's Lazar's take on this. Sometimes it's not the best thing to show up at position number one. Sometimes it's better to show up at position, I don't know, maybe two, three or four, just to be on the top of the page. And it's going to be maybe 20 or 30% of CPC that you would pay as, as position number one, but you would show up more frequently. You're going to end up with uh, more sales and you're in overall going to decrease your overall ACUS when you compare it to, to Amazon, when, when you merge all of the numbers together. A lot of us have had a light bulb go off in our head and absolutely know that we have a great Amazon product idea. But how do you know for sure? Well, a good starting point would be if your product becomes a bestseller with both Amazon and major big box retailers. Our next episode features Kara, who started the UK-based brand Snooshade, which almost immediately became a fan favorite of celebrities and members of the royal family. It set her on an e-commerce path that she's still happily traveling. Here's how she got started. I think there is an entrepreneurial spirit uh, within me. And I always wanted to do my own thing and have my own business. I always thought it would be a PR agency or something. Um, and uh, when I had the idea for uh, Snooshade, which is the brand that I now uh, run and, and own, um, it was purely out of necessity for me. And I, I, to this day, you know, it's really funny. People ask me sort of why I decided to carry on with it to the point that I have done. And if I'm really honest, I, I can't, I don't really know. I think there was just this, it was just like a, bug, you know, in me. <laughs> and I just wanted to, um, I just thought this product would be really great for me. I could see it would help a lot of friends. I started doing a bit of research. I mean, it took me nearly two years to get it off the ground because, um, I'm obsessed with safety. So I had to do all the research into safety and I actually design all my products. So they're even safer than they have to be, uh, which obviously has, um, not any cost implications, but also design implications. Um, and I just, I just sort of became a bit obsessed with it, I think. And uh, so that's where it really came from. We all know that one of the first steps is finding a way to scale up your Amazon business. Here's what Cara has to say about the process of growing her brand. The first few years were actually quite painful in terms of, um, I actually 
progressed quite fast at quite a rapid rate. So uh, I developed quite a lot more. I've now got 13 different products um, and they all were pretty much developed within the first sort of two or three years uh, because parents kept saying to me, oh, I'd be really, I love this concept, but I'd love it if it had a different color trim. Oh, I love this concept, but I'd love it if it was a different color completely. Or I love this product, but I wish my baby could see out. Or I love this concept, but I wish I had one for the car seat. So um, so basically I was sort of churning out products really fast. In fact, I'm a lot slower on product production now. I've got about three um, in the pipeline at the moment. And I'm a lot slower, I think, because uh, I think in the early days, I didn't have time to think, whereas now I have time to think. So I'm like, oh, I'll do it in a bit. <laughs> um, and there's probably less of a, a panic. For the most part, we love Amazon and the opportunities that it has created for us. At the same time, we realize that we need to find a way to grow our business outside of Amazon. I decided that uh, I would start looking at ways that I could grow the business and take back more direct control uh, because also the other issue I had by this point was that my products were bestsellers on Amazon, but also I had about 37 different resellers, for example. Um, and, you know, the price was just all over the place. The imageries, the imagery on Amazon was all over the place. The copy was all over the place. You know, there was no brand control at all. Um, and um, so I'd been uh, approached by Vendor Central several times uh, because I used to sell on Vendor Central back in, or, uh, when was it, 2010. And then I went to a trade show and I saw my product been discounted to like £12. And at the time I was like, what on earth is going on? Um, in fact, I did use the F word because I do use the F word quite a lot, but I'm being very restrained. There's a lot of opportunities to receive business advice while working in e-commerce and spending a lot of time on the internet. Sometimes good business is simply about good manners. You definitely need perseverance and resilience when you're working in this industry and you need a lot of patience. Uh, but also, I think you need some good manners. I do think one of the things I encourage people to do is actually be really nice to the people who are working behind the scenes at Seller Central, because I bet they get some level of abuse hurled at them. And actually, I've always got what, pretty much whatever I've needed from them by just being really polite and really appreciating that they're busy. Last up today is a story from a seller who left the military thinking he might take a job as a greeter at Walmart. Now he's grown a targeted Facebook audience to 17,000 and is selling over $200,000 a year on Amazon and says he's just getting started. Tron had served in the military since shortly after his 18th birthday. Now, 22 years later, he's a big Amazon success story. Here's how he got started. In my last year and a half, when it was time to get out, I had a guy who worked for me. And he in the military and he said, what are you going to do when I get out? And in all honesty, you know, real realistic and no BS. I was going to be a greeter at Walmart or a GameStop manager. That was that was the plan because I didn't I've been in a stressful situation for 22 years. So I wanted to just take it really easy. And that was the plan until he said, why don't you be, uh, become an Amazon seller? And I was I was skeptical, like most people are. And he was like, I make 40,000 a month. And I said, prove it. So he opened up his Amazon seller central uh, homepage and showed a, a check for 19,000 being deposited. I'm like, ha, that's only 20 as if 20 wasn't enough. Right. <laughs> and then he said, well, that's two weeks. And then I was sold from there. And the last uh, 18 months of my military career was me getting knowledge and learning how to use uh, different tools to, to launch um, an Amazon business. There's a lot of different aspects to e-commerce and Sean says that some parts are easier than others. I grew up selling stuff since nine years old, you know, lollipops in school, you know, CDs and 
high school, stuff like that. So I had the seller's mentality, but um, the learning curve is, is um, could be a very peculiar situation because I, I, like I said, I didn't have any higher education. So, you know, there's a lot more to this type of e-commerce business mm-hmm. other than buying low and selling high. And, you know, I, it took me six months to find my first product because I was in a group that wasn't as uh, aggressive as the one that I'm in right now. And um, I just took it in every step, you know, trying to get more knowledge. And at the six month mark, when I started selling, the first year was awesome, man. As I mentioned in Sean's intro, he's had a lot of success on Amazon, but it always seems to consist of making good, smaller decisions along the way, like this one. There is no way that I would have succeeded without variations on my product. But uh, as far as variations go, I love the thought of it. My second product that I'm having in the works right now is a variation type situation too. Uh, the reason I love it though is because they share the reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, I can launch, I can launch two, of, I launched eight variations at, at the beginning. Had I launched eight products in the beginning, I would have had to do eight jobs of trying to find reviews for these eight products. Mm-hmm. You know, and all I had to do now is just find um, one that was consolidated into one. So right now my product has around 320 some reviews. And um, if I was to break that out, you know, for 20 products, it'll be like 20 or 30 or so. Tron might have been busy with the military, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't up to date with what he could accomplish in e-commerce with social media. The best way that I saw fit to do that was not through PPC because I wasn't a, you know, proficient at PPC. So I launched a Facebook group and now I have um, 17,000 followers and they're targeted followers. They're not like 10,000 from Thailand or anything. These are actual actual customers or actual people who are interested in the product. I did um, promotional ads to launch, to uh, gather likes and followers for the page itself. I did engagement ads for the product. And when people liked or commented on that in, um, on these ads, I was hustling and and inviting them to the group and stuff like that. but uh, a lot of that is automated, but um, that's exactly how I did it. I sent viral memes out when people like that. And the meme itself was um, focused around the, the you know, the, uh, catalog, the category that I'm in. So I targeted specific people. You know, the ads itself have a, a specific demographics part where I can target only men or only women or only people between the ages of 15 and 25 or only people who are interested in this type of magazine or this type of category. And that's exactly what I did. I, I just niched down into my category, only advertised to those who are interested in, in this um, product of mine or the category that I'm in and um, hustle. When we think of the military, we imagine the tanks and other tools that they use to do their job. Here, Shron tells about the way he likes to use the different e-commerce tools available that have allowed him to crush it on Amazon. I use black box for keywords and I use it for keywords specifically because I'm inside of a, a brand, so I don't need a, a, a large net. I need a specific net mm-hmm. to find this product that can go into my next product. Um, so I, I put in keywords that are similar to the uh, category that I'm in right now. And that way it just filtered down to a couple products. Um, another method that I like to use that um, I'm kind of promoting myself is I let Google do some of the work for me. I would go to Google and say top 25 or top 50 or top 100 fitness products, you know, of 2019. And these article writers would go and they would vet these products and see that they're popping or that they're popular. And then I will go and research 
them myself using the x-ray tool on um, Helium 10 to see if the category is valid enough for me to sell in. Well, there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this best of podcast episode. Don't forget, we release podcasts two and three times a week. So make sure to subscribe and like and leave us a review. If you're on iTunes or Stitcher or somewhere where it allows you to leave a review, do us a solid and leave us a review. Tell us what you like about the show. We'd love to hear it. So we'll see you guys on the next episode.